without hope, where would we be? Hope keeps us moving forward. Hope is something we can cling on to. Hope helps us to combat the drudgery. That's a good word, the drudgery of daily life. The, some, if you feel like life is monotonous and it's day after day, it's like that movie Groundhog Day. Oh, it's the same old, same old today. We need hope, don't we? We need hope to get us through that. We need hope to combat the difficult circumstances that we face on a daily basis. And I don't know about you guys, but I have not been totally able to escape difficult circumstances, still experience difficult circumstances, but I'm thankful for hope. Amen? And so many people need hope. If you're a single mom, you need hope. If you're, if you're caught up in addiction, you need hope. Amen? You, if, you're, if, you've been, if you've been at the wrong end of a bad relationship, you need hope. If you're down and out and you've been fired from your job and you feel you've been unjustly treated, you need hope. People need hope. And at this time of the year, people need hope more than ever. And we kind of see sometimes this veneer of Christmas and everything's all good and happy and, you know, we bounce off of Black Friday and Cyber Monday into Christmas time. Actually, in, in a way, people's problems are more compounded around this time of year. And I just know that if it wasn't for hope, people, people do give up. They give up. And it's, our, it's, it's part of our remit to, to, to say to people, don't give up and don't quit because there's hope for you. Amen? And so hope is something that, you know, well, how, what does hope look like? Hope looks like the hand that reaches out to help you to bring you up. Hope is the voice that speaks into your life every day and says, keep on going. Amen. So hope can come through. You know, the Holy Spirit is amazing because He orchestrates things in the supernatural realm that come into the natural realm to help us to get on and to move on. And so I'm thankful for hope. But the best hope of all is that we've got a Savior Jesus Christ. He came to set us free, and that is the best hope of all. And that the hope that He gives is the hope that gets us to the finish line of our lives. Um, Paul says, you know, keep on running the, ra the race. Keep on going towards the prize of the high calling in Jesus Christ. And it's easy to give up. But I believe that Isaiah 9 is the perfect reason for optimism. It's the perfect reason for hope. And so, I want to read, though, in Matthew 4. This is where Matthew confirmed the prophecy that Isaiah had written hundreds and hundreds of years before. I think somewhere in the region of up seven, 700 years before that, somewhere around there. Matthew chapter 4, verse 12 says, When Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, he withdrew to Galilee Leaving Nazareth, he went and lived in Capernaum, which was by the lake in the area of Zebulun and Naphtali. And they are hard to pronounce, Liam, I agree with you. To fulfill what was said through the prophet Isaiah, land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. 
The people living in darkness have seen a great light. Hallelujah. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. And from that time on, Jesus began to preach, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Amen. So there's, you can picture this. Francis does an, did an amazing job this morning of saying, let your, let your imagination, your God-given imagination, take you to these places in, in the context of these times. And this is where studying the Word and understanding it and getting it in context helps us. Of course, it helps even more if you're able to visit the Holy Land or Israel or places like that. But we can, we can almost imagine it. And these people living in the shadow of death, they were under oppression at the time. They were under Roman rule and, and, and oppression. Now, um, your oppressors can, you can either... Um, a kind of like a bit like when they were in Babylon, they were oppressed, but God says, don't worry, we know, I know you're in captivity, but while you're there, make the most of it. Keep on having sons and daughters, give your daughters away in marriage, do all of these things, do what you can. This was a witness. And eventually, of course, they were released from exile and they went. But you know, um, we live in in an oppressive world, and there's oppressors out there. Mental health, the mental health crisis is, at a is, is sky high. People feel oppressed. They're drowning in oppression. So these people here living in the shadow of death, and a light has dawned. Amen? And I want to say this morning that Jesus came to reclaim people out of exile. He came to redeem people who were held prisoner and captive. He came to rescue people that were drowning in oppression, to lift them out of that. Amen? And so, He, he came and br to bring a message of hope, and He left heaven, and He came to earth to bring that message. Now, Jesus wasn't, it wasn't just like, you know, an errand, I want you to go and do this. It was life and death. Amen? He's coming to bring the message of hope and say, repent. And people think, well, hang on, what, what, what is this? Are we going down this repent or perish? I want to explain to you what repent means. Repent means change your mind. Think differently. Change your mind for the better. The word repent comes from the word metaneo. And what is a metamorphosis? It's a change. That's what it is. It, it means instead of serving your own purposes, know this, that God has a will and a plan and a purpose for you. And you can choose to walk in that rather than serve your own purposes. You can decide to live for God or you can decide to live for yourself and get all you can and can all you get and, and that's it and put up the walls around and say, me and my four and no more, we're going to get through but I want to say to you this morning, even though life can be hard sometimes, let Jesus in. Let the King of Kings come in. Let the Lord of Lords come in. And, he, and let the Holy Spirit reign in your heart. And He will direct your, your, your life. Hope, is, hope brings relief. Is there anyone here who's been relieved from doing something hard that you've had to do for a long time? Or you've been caught in a... You've been caught in a venture, let's just say a venture 
this has happened to me, a venture that was hard. And I thought, when is relief ever going to come? Am I ever going to see the, 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 the way out of this? And relief eventually came. Relief is the lightning or the removal of something oppressive. And when you're oppressed, what do you want? You want relief, don't you? Amen. Relief is a reassurance following release from anxiety. Is there anyone in here, don't put your hands up, that suffers from panic attacks or anxiety? Jesus came to bring a message of hope to relieve us from anxiety. He came to bring a message of hope to alleviate suffering. Amen. And so when someone comes to you and says, Lewis, you're relieved. I'm taking over from here. That's, that's amazing. That's, I, I, imagine that. You're relieved, Alex. I'm taking over from here. Cast all of your cares upon me because I care for you. Later on, uh, um, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen. And so we're, we, we, Jesus came to relieve us of our burden, relieve us of despair, relieve us of sadness. And you know, gloom, you, you know, shadows, that, that just even the words that, that is used in Isaiah and in Matthew, shadows, gloom. We sang it this morning as well. The gloom, the darkness, all of that, relieved of that, relieved of having to stumble through darkness where we can't see. Matthew 11, chapter 28 says, come to me, all you who labor. And life can be a labor. Life can, la can la la laden you up with all sorts of cares and concerns. And I carried those for years. I still do carry concerns and cares, but he says, give them to me. It's up to me if I want to hang on to them and keep them. You know, it's when it's like with firewood, you know, we collect firewood out our back door to bring inside because we, we're blessed to have a wood-burning stove. Like there, put your arms out, start loading me up with firewood. Is that enough? No, put some more on. Eventually, you, you can only see your eyes because you've decided, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take even more. I can handle more. Give me more. But we don't have to take all that. Jesus says, I can take this burden from you and bear it for, for you. So this whole message about hope coming and the way it's, it's, the way it's um, intertwined with light. Hope is light, the light of hope. You know, one of the, one of the fellows at the Heat Hub, Ian, he, he, he loaned me a book called um, The Endurance. It's the story of Ernest Shackleton, the, the greatest story ever told. And it's about his expedition into the Antarctic. And... Um, uh, these men got into the Antarctic and their ship, the Endurance, got wedged in the ice. And eventually, the ice crushed the ship and the ship sank. And so they were stuck in the Antarctic. What happens in the Antarctic for half of the year? You can't see anything. The polar night lasts for months. And previous expeditions to that area reported that when men live in darkness for extended periods of time, they eventually begin to go mad. They begin, they begin the, the darkness drives them to despair. They, if you're not accustomed to it, and there are people that live in those polar areas, but if you're not accustomed to it, 
then the symptoms you get are similar to going insane and you lose your appetite, you become paranoid, depression and despair set in. And one man even had a heart attack because it was dark, the terror of the night. And these men, Shackleton's men, had a totally different experience. Instead of the darkness tearing them apart, these men united together. And they began to um, cut one another's hair and arrange little parties and shindigs in the one room that had a bit of warmth. And they became, the thing that could have oppressed them drew them together in unity. And Jesus is saying, unite with me. Unite with me. Unite with me. And the oppression will not swallow you up. Amen. And so they staved off this phenomenon, it's easy for you to say, (laughs) because they were actually strengthened together. And so Jesus came to bring us hope, and it was at great cost. And this is the, the message of Christmas. One of the messages of Advent, it was at great cost. You know, um... If anyone's ever seen, the, 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 the movie 1917 is a good example. In the war, these men and women who were runners, and they were given a message, and that message had to get to the next command post or the one beyond that. And these messages were so valuable, they could make the difference between life or death. So when the commander gave that message to that runner, they didn't take it lightly. It wasn't like you're just going on an errand because they knew that 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 messenger, that runner, could be killed. And that message might not get through, resulting in a whole battalion, perhaps, being wiped out or using, following the wrong order or, or walking into an ambush. And so this is, I, I guess, I'm a, 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 using this to compare Jesus came with a message of hope. And it was so valuable. And God knew that he was, Jesus was coming into an oppressive world where some would receive him, but some wouldn't. Some were, some, some were hostile, and we know they were right up until the cross. They were hostile to him. But he stayed on that mission to bring hope. And when he was here, what did he say? He said, bring the hopeless to me. Wherever Jesus went, bring the hopeless Bring the hopeless, bring the helpless, amen? Matthew 5, 14 reminds us that we are the light of the world and just as he came to bring light, we are to shine light. We are the ones now to share hope. Jesus living in us and through us, basically. You're the light of the world. Don't hide your light. Don't put it under a, behind a bush. Let it shine, for all to see. Because light, if you've ever been anywhere, even in Scotland, I was going to say being brought up in South Africa, you go outside and put a light on and you've got every insect for about 10 Ks. You, you know, um, those uh, purple lights you see that zap them, would they, they would just burn out in South Africa because it was like, so light attracts. Light is so attractive. Light attracts. And he attracted the hopeless. And he attracted those that were full of hope as well. If only I can touch him. If only I can get to him. If only I can spend a little bit of time with him. And so Jesus, the light 
that he had just in his own life, I just always think about one day, you, we, one day by the grace of God, we will look into his eyes. Ah, oh, we just look into his eyes and see. And, you know, that makes me feel, that makes me reflect and think, what do people see when they look at through my eyes? Because I know sometimes I'm not the best book that people have read. I know that. But one day we'll see Jesus and we'll look into his eyes. And every morning we can wake up and we can say, how can I, how can I spread a message of hope today? Well, the, easy, the best way is to, is to connect your life to Jesus every morning, to connect your life through the Holy Spirit to God the Father and say, let me be a light today. Let me be a light today. Amen. And so hope is paramount. And years ago, I might have told this story before, we, we, we knew a, a lady who was hopeless, and it, literally it was like seeing an, a, an ember slowly going out. She was like, I've just about had enough. I'm ready to give up. And um, I asked her, do you still read your Bible? She says, no, I don't read my Bible anymore. The Bible is dead to me. But I sensed there was still something, if there's even a smolder, it's enough to come back. And I said, okay, I know you're looking for new meaning. You've been through a lot. You've been in a struggle. Darkness has, darkness has been overtaking light, and you haven't known how to, how to deal with that. And it's heartbreaking to be on the sidelines and see someone like that. So we just said, we didn't know what to say, but we said something, that, and I don't know where this came from. We said to her, you can make a comeback. And that, that something about that gave her the spark to come back again. And so she, she looked at us, she, she was crying. She says, can I, can I really? We said, yes, you can. You can make a comeback. Amen. So our mission here is to bring a message of hope, reach out to those who hope. It's not just to gather people who've found hope, because we could fill this place. We could fill every church in Scotland with people who have known hope and have found hope. But our message is to reach out to people who have no hope. And let, don't be mistaken. If you haven't been coming to church long, I want to just say this. Hopelessness is not exclusive to people that don't know Jesus. Hopelessness exists within people who believe too. We begin to, we can also lose hope. We can also go through times where it's not easy to keep on going. We can lose hope. We can become weak. Amen. We can be in a wilderness kind of season. But God is always true to his word. And he will always make a way. His ways. These, these, are, these are the ways. You know, what ways are we going to follow? We can follow his ways. His ways. And His ways are ways of life. They lead to life. And all we need to do is make a decision to say, I'm going to walk in your ways. I'm going to walk in your paths. And He will, if you ask Him, if you, you say, Father God, give me hope for tomorrow and strength for today. He will. He'll give you hope for tomorrow. I want to say, uh, read this scripture in Isaiah chapter 43. Verse 1, from the Amplified Bible, it says, But now this is what the Lord, your Creator, says, O Jacob, 
and he who formed you, O Israel. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you from captivity, and I have called you by name, and you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Not if you pass through the waters. When? When? I'll be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you will not be burned. Nor will, you will not be scorched, nor will the flame burn you or set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Amen? And so that helps us to know we are not alone. Fear not, I am with you. And that is the hope that we need. That is the hope that we need. And God will do it. Even as the church sitting here, God will do it. Sometimes we put so much pressure on ourselves. You know, when the missionaries were in China, I think at one time there were around 7,000 missionaries in China. And then Chairman Mao came to, into rulership and he kicked all of those missionaries out of China. And at that time, there were something like two million Chinese Christians. And all the missionaries, they left, and they said, oh my, oh my, what's going to happen now? What's going to happen to the church? What's going to happen to the Bible school? What's going to happen to the orphanage? What's going to happen to the hospitals? Because we are gone, we've been kicked out. Years, years and years later, when the door opened back into China and they went back in, they discovered that there were around 20 million Chinese Christians in China, or maybe even more. And of course, now China, the, 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 pop, the Christian population in China is huge. So what, was, what happened when they were gone? Well, the Chinese Christians, they says, well, we're just going to be like Jesus. We're just going to be like him. And we're going, to, we're, we're going to preach hope, faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. And we're going to love each other, and we're going to do what Jesus says we've got to do. And that's what they did. And I think there's something like 100 million Chinese Christians today. You know, to be a we, we won't get far sometimes by preaching condemnation. The Word says there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. If you do feel condemned, that condemnation can be removed from your life. Amen? But the way we can reach people is by living and being like Jesus. That's what Christians actually is. It means little Christs. So being like Jesus, being like Him. Being like Jesus in the middle of a hostile env environment. Amen? And so by being kind like Jesus, by being hopeful and bringing, sowing a message of hope, by all of these things, we can get over the religiosity that some people see the church as just a bunch of religious, judgmental, just people that would not give you a chance. We can get over that and be separated from that and be what Jesus really wants us to be. Full of grace, full of love, full of, full of hope and being able to stir up hope in other people. Amen? There was a guy once who wrote a book, What's So Amazing About Grace? Because I think his name was Philip Yancey. 
And, he, and, and, and it was something along the lines of this where he says, how do you define grace? And he says, grace is knowing that there's nothing that you could do to make God love you any less, but there's also nothing that you could do to make him love you any more. Amen? Because God is love. God is love. Amen? And so, Christmas, Advent, the beginning of hope, hope Hope begins with Jesus Christ. Hope begins by receiving Him, by accepting Him, and the hopes that you may have had for your life in the here and now, and they may be noble hopes. You want to do the best for your family. You want to do the best with your business or for your employee. You may have noble hopes, but there's an eternal hope and a future hope that we can know. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, for future content, please subscribe. And if anything spoke to you or was relevant to you, please leave a comment. If you want to find out more about the church, how to support the ministry or connect with us, then go to bridge-church.com. So until next time, thank you for joining us and goodbye.